Hello everyone. This is going to be my final curtain call on religion. Then tonight I'm going to do my final curtain call on sex. And then tomorrow I'm going to do my final curtain call on the rest of my life at five years old. Final curtain call means a two-month break, and then when I revisit these subjects, that means that everything personally that happened to me in terms of all these subjects have been stated, so I'll be speaking generally, but still comprehensively where you all feel like you can relate to what I'm saying. But um, I finally found that world peace inside myself called my inner peace, so... When I say final curve call, I really mean it this time. The other times I felt like I did, but I didn't. And I'll never do that again. Not to be hard on myself, but to be easy on myself. So let, let us close out with a beautiful bang. No pun intended. And before I do that, it just came to my mind. Let me put out these disclaimers. Not all churches, not all mosques, not all temples, not all synagogues, and not all houses of worship, not all centers, I understand. Most people in all religions are decent people doing decent things for people, for the deities they worship, for the Christ figures that they exalt, and for the religious texts or holy books, as it's called, um, that they live for. And yes, these things happen in all kinds of secular establishments too, not just all, not just religious establishments. Yes, these things happen in all systems and in all industries. Um, but most people in all systems, most people in all industries, and most people in all establishments are decent people doing decent things for people. And they live by their morally excellent values. I understand all these things. And I'm not singling out the church when I say these things. What I'm saying is that you're gonna you're understanding more of my struggle with the construction of religion. That's what I will be um, dissecting right now. Now we can close out with a beautiful bang. And again, no pun intended. I have recognize that in some churches, keyword, some churches, that there is a history of these particular churches and these particular pastors um making money off of tithes and offerings and love offerings from those who do abuse of authority, those who do abuse of corpse, necrophilia, those who do abuse of discretion, those who do abuse of dominance, those who do abuse of indulgences, those who do abuse of information, those who do abuse of power, those who do abuse of process, those who do abuse of rank, those who do abuse of statistics, 
those who do abuse of trust, those who do abuse of supervision, those who do academic abuse, those who do adolescent abuse, those who do parental abuse by adolescents, those who do parental abuse of adolescents, those who do juvenile delinquency, those who do antisocial behavior, those who do adult abuse, those who do alcohol use disorder, those who do nicotine use disorder, those who do animal abuse and cruelty to animals, those who do incivility, those who do bullying, those who do character assassinations, those who do child abuse and child neglect, those who do child sexual abuse, those who do child-on-child sexual abuse, those who do adult-on-child sexual abuse, those who do child-on-adult sexual abuse, those who do civil rights abuses, those who do clandestine abuses, those who do clerical abuses, those who do cyber abuse or cyberbullying, those who do dating abuse, date rapes, and dating violence, those who do defamation, libel, and slander, those who do disability abuse, those who do discriminatory abuse, those who do domestic abuse, domestic violence and intimate partner violence, those who do economic abuse, those who do elder abuse, those who do emotional abuse and psychological abuse, those who do employee abuse, those who do false accusations, those who do flag abuse and flag desecration, those who do gaming the system, those who do gaslighting, those who do gay abuse and gay bashing, those who do lesbian abuse and lesbian bashing, those who do bisexual abuse and bisexual bashing, Uh, those who do harassments, those who do electronic harassments, mobile harassments, power harassments, and sexual harassments, those who do hate crimes, hate mail, and hate speech, those who do hazing, those who do human rights abuses, those who do humiliations, those who do workplace incivility, those who do institutional abuse, those who do foster care and state abuses, those who do insults, those who do intimidation, witness intimidation, those who do legal abuse, those who do market abuse, those who do medical abuse, those who do military abuse, bullying the military, military use of children, military sexual trauma, war crimes and war rapes, those who do mind abuse, mind games and mind control, those who do misconduct, those who do duty to report misconduct, judicial misconduct, official misconduct, police misconduct, police misconduct in the United States, prosecutorial misconduct, scientific misconduct, and sexual misconduct, and professional misconduct, those who do mobbing, those who do narcissistic abuse, those who do neglect and self-neglect, those who do negligence, those who do legal malpractices, medical malpractices, Uh, those who do parental abuse by children, those who do parental abuse of children, Um, those who do passive-aggressive behavior, obstructionism, procrastination, silent treatment, and social undermining, those who do patient abuse, those who do peer abuse, those who do persecutions, those who do physical abuse, those who do torture, those who do police abuse, police brutality, police corruption, police misconduct, and abuse of power and police officers, those who do political abuse, those who do prejudice, those who do political repression, those who do uh, political corruption, those who do prison abuse or prisoner abuse, those who do professional abuse, 
Those who do psychological abuse. Those who do racial abuse, racism, and rankism. Those who do ragging, those who do rapes, and rape trauma syndrome. Those who do relational aggression, those who do religious abuse, those who do secular abuse. Those who do rudeness, those who do satanic ritual abuses, those who do school bullying, those who do sectarian abuse, sectarianism, those who do self-abuse, self-abasement, self-blame, self-destructive behavior, self-harm, self-hatred, self-neglect, and self-victimization. Those who do sexual abuse and sexual slavery, those who do sexual bullying, those who do sibling abuse, those who do smear campaigns, those who do spiritual abuse, those who do stalking and cyber stalking, those who do structural abuse, those who do structural abuse, those who do substance use disorders, those with gambling addiction, those with surveillance abuse, those who do taunting, um, those who do teacher abuses, those who do teasing, those who do telephone abuse and nuisance calls, those who do terrorism, those who do transgender abuse or trans bashing, those who do umpire abuse, those who do verbal abuse or verbal attacks, those who do whispering campaigns, those who do workplace abuse or workplace bullying, those who do abusive power and control, those who do coercive power, and those who do psychological characteristics of abusers, those who do the effects of abuse on victims, and those who do psychological manipulation and emotional manipulation, those who do the characteristics and styles of abuse. These are all the types of monsters that some churches and some pastors make their tithes and offerings and love offerings from. And I must also say that in the history of some churches and some pastors, they protect, defend, and testify in favor of those in court who do Institutional discrimination, structural discrimination, ageism, ableism, genetic discrimination, discrimination against people with red hair, discrimination based on hair color, discrimination based on hair texture, height discrimination, lookism, sizeism or size discrimination, linguistic discrimination, racism, nordicism, Discrimination based on skin color, colorism, shadism, rankism, caste systems, class discrimination, classism, religious discrimination, sexism, sexual orientation discrimination, discrimination against asexual people, also known as asophobia or aphobia, aerophobia, adultism, adult supremacy, Persecution of people with albinism, discrimination against autistic people, discrimination against drug addicts, discrimination against homeless people, 
anti-intellectualism, discrimination against intersex people, bias against left-handed people, anti-masonry, aporophobia, autism, biphobia, cronyism, elitism, ephibiphobia, fatphobia, discrimination against gay men, gayphobia, femphobia, gerontophobia, heterosexism, HIV slash AIDS stigmas, discrimination against people with HIV slash AIDS or serophobia, homophobia, leprosy stigma, lesbophobia, lesbophobia, misandry, misogyny, nepotism, pedophobia, hatred of children, fear of children, social stigma people with obesity, the professional foreigner stereotype, pregnancy discrimination, sectarianism, supremacism, black supremacy or black supremacism, white supremacy, white supremacism, transphobia, discrimination against non-binary people, trans misogyny, transphobic misogyny, discrimination against transgender men, transandrophobia, anti-trans masculinity or trans misandry, or anti-trans misandry, um, Vegaphobia, uh, xenophobia, discriminating against people of Zoroastrianism, Sunnism, Sufism, Shiism, Sikhs, Rastafari, Protestantism, Copsy, PTS, Oriental Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox, Non Muslims, Neo Paganism, LDS, or Mormon. Uh, religious anti-Semitism, persecution of Jew, Jewish people, persecution of Jews, um, discrimination against Jehovah's Witnesses, um, persecution of Muslims, Islamophobia, untouchability, persecution of Hindus, anti-Hindu sentiments, um, per- and discrimination against those of Falun Gong, Druze, Catholicism, Ahmadiyya, Baha Faith, Buddhism, um, Christianity, post-Cold War era as well, and discrimination against people of atheism, and discrimination against people who are Africans, Afghans, Albanians, Americans, Arabs, Armenians, Australians, Austrians, Azerbaijani, Bosnians, Brazilians, British, Canadian, Catalans, Chechens, Chileans, Chinese, Croats, English, Filipino, Finnish, F-I-N-I-S-H, French, Fulani, Georgian, German, Greek, Haitian, Hazari, Hispanic, Hungarian, Igbo, Indian, Canadian, U.S. Indigenous peoples, Indonesian, Iranian, Irish, Israeli, Italian, Japanese, Jewish, Khmer, Korean, Kurdish, Lithuanian, Malay, Mexican, Middle Eastern, Mongolian, Montenegrin, Mahajas, Pakistanis, Palestinians, Pashtun, Polish, Quebec, Romanian, Russian, Scottish, Serb, Slavic, Somali, Tatars, Thais, Tibetans, Turkish, Ukrainians, Uyghurs, Venezuelans, Vietnamese, um, White Australian policy, Welsh not voter suppression, Varaganha, ugly law, symboles, 
state religion, state atheism, sodomy laws, racial segregation, uh, religious segregation, laws and issues prohibiting same-sex marriage, redlining, racial steering, racial quotas, one-drop rules, Nuremberg laws, as religious or racial quotas, numerous clauses, non-persons, men of sex with men, blood donation restrictions, McCarthyism, law for protection of the nation, Kinder de la Nestrace, Jim Crow laws, Quetan and Malayu, Article 153, Jewish quotas, Israel and apartheid, internment, ghetto benches, B E N C H E S, gerrymandering, gerontocracy, gender pay gaps, as environmental um, racism, ethnocracy, uh, ableism in Catholic Jewish communities and all communities. Dialect cars, crime of the apartheid, citizens speak Turkish, blood, quantum, blood quantums, blood purity, babble proclamations, um, and the bad types of age of candidacy and segregation based on age and sexual segregation. Then there's witch hunt, wife selling, white power music, white genocide, conspiracy theory, white flight. Violence against women, violence against men, victimization, violence against transgender people, slut shaming, slavery, sex selective abortion, segregation academy, scapegoating, religious wars, religious violence, religious terrorism, religious persecution, red scares, purge, pogroms, persecution, opposition, opposition to immigration, occupational segregation, and the Native American mascots, controversy, murder music, mortgage, discrimination, lynchings. Lavender scares, language, minoritization, evangelization, Indian rolling, household discrimination, homeless dumping, online hate speech, hate speech, hate groups, LGBTQ+, hate crimes, hate crimes, glass ceiling examples of genocide in history, genocide, genital modification, mutilation, genocide, gay bashing, freak shows, forced conversions, ethnocide, mean-spirited ethnic jokes, ethnic hatred, ethnic conflict, ethnic cleansing, employment discrimination, discrimination education, economic discrimination, eliminationism, dog, wh- dog whistle politics, Disability, hate crimes, democide, defamation, cultural genocide, counter jihad movement, corrective rape, compulsory sterilization, uh, uh, LGBTQ plus bullying, online LGBTQ uh, online bullying, bullying and blood libels. And lastly, those who do. Bias, demonization, go back to where it came from, oppression, internalized oppression, power distance, prejudice, reverse discrimination, social exclusion, social stigma, stereotype, stereotype threats, um, political correctness, white privilege, racial bias, criminal news, racism, and country, reverse racism, the talk, woke, uh, maternity, heteronormativity, male privilege, masculism, Traditional gender roles, second generation gender bias, medical model of disability, controversies in autism, social model of disability, ethnic penalties, oikophobia, Christian privilege, religious intolerance, eugenics, net bias, snobbery, speciesism, police brutality, prisoner abuse. And
the whole enjoyment of discriminatory traditions, discriminatory policies, discriminatory ideas, discriminatory practices, discriminatory laws, and being discriminatory institutions. These are all the other types of monsters that some churches and some pastors defend, protect, and testify in court in favor of, as well as bail out, and as well as living denial of who and what they are and what they have done in the past, what they will do in the present, and what they're going to be doing in the future. And the survivors of all these types of monsters are victim blamed, victim shame, and victim game, and ran out of churches, some of them, and ran out by some pastors, some of them, as and um, this also happens to all the types of abuse survivors I mentioned earlier in this episode as well. And when it comes to some churches and some pastors, they are guilty of children and adult instrumentality, treating adults and children as a tool for their purposes. Um, They're guilty of children and adults denial of autonomy. Treating adults and children is lacking in autonomy and self-determination. They're guilty of all these other things, including adults and children inertness. Treating adults and children as lacking in agency and activity. Uh, Adults and children fungibility. Treating adults and children as interchangeable with parentheses other objects. Adults and children viability. Treating adults and children as in lack as lacking in boundary integrity inviolable as something that as some things that are permissible to break up smash break into uh treating adults and children as though they can be owned bought and sold such as slavery meaning children and adults ownership um Children and adults not of subjectivity, treating adults and children as though there is no cons- as though there is no need for concern for the experiences of- and feelings. One more time, children and adults denial of subjectivity, treating adults and children as though there is no need for concern for the experiences and their feelings. Children and adults reduction of body. The treatment of adults and children is identified with their bodies and their body parts. Children and adults reduction to appearance. The treatment of adults and children primarily in terms of how they look and how they appear to the senses. Children and adults silencing. The treatment of adults and children as if they are silent, lacking the capacity to speak. Children and adults objectification, which is the which is the acts of treating adults and children as objects and as things. 
Adults and Children Humanization, which is the act of disavowing the humanity of adults and children. Adults and children sexual objectification. The acts of treating adults and children as mere objects of sexual desire. Adults and children self-objectification. The the objectification of oneself as adults and children. Um, The objectification of children in adult social relationships is discussed as child and and a children and adults reification and adults and children being treated as commodities and as objects without regard to the personalities and dignities of adults and children. These are all the all the traumatic realities that all of these particular churches and particular pastors are guilty of. And of course I know not all. I get it. You ain't gotta say it. And lastly I just must say this. Bible on numerous occasions, numerous times, I noticed that the Bible writers were writing writings that show that they were against claim rights and liberty rights, against individual and group rights, against natural rights and legal rights against negative and positive rights against human rights against civil rights and political rights against economic social and cultural rights against the three generations of human rights against the right to the accused criminal procedure against animal rights against children's rights the rights of children against consumer protection against creditors' rights, against the deaf rights movement, against the disability rights movement, against elder rights. Vague on the concept of fetal rights for the most, they, they weren't even f- for that. Against the international treaty on plant genetic resources for food and agriculture, farmers' rights. Against indigenous rights against intersex human rights glorifying the right divine right of kings which is not a real right at all against lgbtqi plus rights against transgender rights they had a toxic masculine view, view on the men's movement against minority rights against the parents rights movement against mother's rights had a toxic masculine view on the father's rights movement against patient patients rights patients bill of rights 
against the United Declaration, United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Peasants. They did not even come up with a concept of plant rights, which is modern, um, against the rights of civilian military prisoners and prisoners' rights. Uh, they didn't even come up with the concept of the art- ethics of artificial intelligence. Robot rights was a modern concept. Um, failed to introduce the concept of states' rights and how to go about it correctly. They were against student rights, student rights higher education, against victims' rights, against women's rights, against labor rights or workers' rights, against youth rights, against freedom of, of peaceful assembly, against freedom of association, against the right of asylum, against civil liberties, against digital rights, against the right to education, against right to a fair trial, um, against right to food, against free migration, open immigration, against the right to health, against the right to housing, against linguistic rights, against freedom of movement, against right to property, against right to repair, um, vague on reproductive rights, vague on abortion rights, uh, the right, against the right to rest and leisure, against the right of self-defense, against the right of the people to self-determination, against freedom of speech, against the human right to water and sanitation, and against the right to sexuality. I noticed that secular people value equality before the law the most. Secular people value freedom from arbitrary arrest and detention the most. Secular people value freedom of assembly the most. Secular people value freedom of association the most. Secular people value cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment and punishment, abolishment the most. Secular people value freedom from discrimination the most. Secular people value freedom of information the most. Secular people value freedom of movement the most. Secular people value freedom from religion the most. Secular people value freedom of religion the most. Secular people value freedom from slavery the most. Secular people value freedom of speech the most. Secular people value freedom of thought the most. Secular people value freedom from torture the most. Secular people value legal aid the most. Secular people value LGBTQI plus rights the most. Secular people value sex workers' rights the most. Secular people value liberty the most. Secular people value nationality the most. Secular people value personhood the most. Secular people value presumption of innocence the most. Secular people value right of asylum the most. Secular people value right to die the most. Secular people value right to a fair trial the most. Secular people value right to family life the most. Secular people value gun control the most. 
Uh, secular people value right to keep and bear arms responsibly the most. Secular people value right to petition, right to petition the most. Secular people value right to privacy the most. Secular people value right to protest the most. Secular people value right to accept medical treatment the most. Secular people value right to refuse medical treatment the most. Secular people value right to resist the most. Secular people value right of self-defense the most. Secular people value right to truth the most. Secular people value security of person the most. Secular people value suffrage the most. Secular people value right to homeland the most. And secular people have a right to life value that causes the pro-choice and... Those who have had abortions or will have abortions or having abortions to know that they belong. So secular people value right to life the most. I noticed that the Bible is silent on digital rights, equal pay for equal work, fair remuneration, labor rights, right to an adequate standard of living, right to clothing, the Declaration of Sexual Rights, the Declaration of Sexual Pleasure, Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights, Right to Development, Right to Education, Comprehensive Sexuality Education, Right to Food, Right to Health, Right to a Healthy Environment, Right to Housing, Right to Internet Access, Right to Property, Right to Public Participation, Right of Reply, Right to Rest and Leisure, Right of Return, Right to Science and Culture, Right to Social Security, Right to Water, Right to Work. Family planning, freedom from involuntary female genital mutilation, freedom from involuntary male genital mutilation, freedom from involuntary non-binary genital mutilation, intersex human rights, right to sexuality, the OGA Carta principles, and abortion, and crimes against humanity, and war crimes, and human rights views on genocide. The Bible is silent on the rest of those things. The Bible is silent on substantive human rights. So I'm going to definitely revisit this. This is AmericanHumanist.org, so I'm a this is humanist common ground Unitarian Universalism. So as you know, I'm a Unitarian Universalist. A brief overview of the history of Unitarian Universalism. The Universalist Church of America was founded in 1793 in the American Unitarian Association, 1825. After merging in 1961, the two formed the Unitarian Universalist Association of Congregations. Both denominations have long histories and have contributed important theological concepts. Most notably, Unitarian Universalism has evolved to be a non-creole religion that welcomes people of all beliefs. Humanism itself became an influential part of the religion in the early 20th century and remains strong to this day. The Unitarian Universalist Association currently represents approximately 1,000 member congregations in the United States with more than 170,000 members and several hundred thousand more who identify as Unitarian Universalists but are not members of a congregation. Pause. For me, 
I learned about unitarian universalism in my college years. I remember reading the writings of of Carlton Pearson and um, Michael Beckwith and um, the late John Shelby Spong and Yvette Fonder. I was reading the writings of people that traditionalists would call heretic and blasphemers and committing a pardonable sin against the Holy Spirit each and every day. And what I was really able to learn is that um, people who are Bible writers, their writings of the Bible showed um, their human bigotries in some parts, um, their human discriminations in some parts, their human small-mindedness in some parts, their human weak-mindedness in some parts, their human closed-mindedness in some parts, their human one-track-mindedness in some parts, their human small thinking in some parts, their human prejudices in some parts, um, their ignorance on science, Mathematics, history, uh, geography, politics slash governments on some parts, their ignorance on inventions on some parts, um, their ignorance on Bible study skills on some parts. Their ignorance on sex and sexuality and gender and sexual diversity on some parts. And I learned that When it comes to the Bible, it's easy to have a codependency on what other people said that they experienced with God to the detriment of, but you haven't come up with a a logical hypothesis or a rational conclusion about the concept of God for yourself. It's like, but you haven't had your own experiences with God. So, why rely on what these Bible writers are saying, but you don't even know for yourself? And I also had to learn that the Bible writers were badly limited by the cis-heteropatriarchal customs, cis-heteropatriarchal cultures, and cis-heteropatriarchal contexts of their times. Um, They had no understanding of anthropology and biology at the time. They had no concepts of gray areas. 
and complexities. There are no concepts of non-dualities and dualities, dichotomies. They didn't know what black and white thinking meant. And they had no idea on what mysteries, uncertainty, fogginess, cloudiness, vagueness, ambiguity, and murky, muddied waters meant. They had no concept of these things, but as modern people do. They had no understanding of technology and, and technological devices that we do. And they had no concepts of nuances either. Let me keep going. Since the merger of the two denominations, Unitarian Universalism has built upon its dual heritages to provide a strong voice for social justice and liberal religion. Unitarian Universalists work in local, state, national, and international interfaith coalitions and partnerships to affirm its principles and values. The Unitarian Universalist Service Committee, the UU College of Social Justice, and the Standing on the Side of Love program are examples of this work. Um, I can honestly say that um, we are healthy abnormalities, healthy peculiarities, and we are healthy unusualities. And we are proud to be considered strange to those who want to fit in with this world. Even if that means forsaking your entire true identity. It says, although there have been many chronicles of the history of Unitarian Universalism, Perhaps the most notable one is the widely read pamphlet Unitarian Universalist Origins, our historic faith by Mark W. Harris. The following are several ex- excerpts from this valuable document. 2,000 years ago, li- liberals were persecuted for seeking the freedom to make religious choices, but such freedom has become central to both Unitarianism and Universalism. As early as the 1830s, both groups were studying promulgating texts from world religions other than Christianity. By the beginning of the 20th century, humanists within both traditions advocated that people could be religious without believing in God. No one person, no one religion can embrace all religious truths. That makes me think of something. Reading the Bible has made me understand that. Human narrow-mindedness is found throughout the biblical canon. The my way or the highway thinking is throughout the biblical canon. 
the there's only one way to interpret this thinking and the and there's only one meaning and one lesson that you get from parables thinking are found throughout the canon and I know like when it comes to the Bible you have believers who fight over the sex industry they'll fight over the nightlife um, they'll fight over profanity they'll fight over tattoos they'll fight over fornication they'll fight over kissing um, primarily they'll fight over masturbation they'll fight over erotica they'll fight over movies that are not G-rated. They'll fight over TV shows that are not family-friendly. They'll fight over the death penalty. They'll fight over abortion. They'll fight over gender and sexual diversity like transgenderism and people being gay, for an example, and queerness. They'll fight over alcohol, They'll fight over secular schools. They'll fight over secular restaurants. And last example of the countless many others, they even fight over social justice. which is sickening in and of itself. Jesus doesn't care about any of these things, and they shouldn't either. It says, By the middle of the 20th century, it became clear that Unitarians and Universalists could have a strong liberal religious voice if they merged their efforts, and they did so in 1961, forming the Unitarian Universalist Association. Many Unitarian Universalists became active in the civil rights movement. James Reeb, a Unitarian Universalist white minister, was murdered in Selma, Alabama after he and 20% of the denomination's ministers responded to Martin Luther King Jr.'s call to march for justice. Our history has carried us from liberal Christian views about Jesus and human nature to a rich pluralism that includes theists and atheists, agnostic and humanist, pagan, Christian, Jew, and Buddhist. It makes me think about, like, in church, for example, some churches and some pastors, that there is a covering up of destructive cults, doomsday cults, polygamous cults, racist cults, terrorist cults. Political cults, sex cults, sex worker slash sex work cults. 
rape culture cults, abuse cults, violence cults, trauma cults, victimization cults. And and cults of theocracy too. The seven central principles. As Reverend Barbara Wells Tenhoven indicated, the principles are not dogma or doctrine, but rather a guide for those of us who choose to join and participate in the universal religious communities. So number one, the first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. That's who I am. Second principle, justice, equity, compassion, and human relations. That's what, that's, that's who I am. Third principle, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. That's who and what I am. Fourth principle, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. That's who and what I am. Fifth principle, the right of conscious and use of the democratic process within our congregations and the society at large. That's who and what I am. Sixth principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. That's who and what I am. Seventh principle, respect for the independent web of all existence of which we are a part. That's who and what I am. Brief reflection on each of the seven principles taken from the statements of various EU ministers in the seven principles in world and worship edition. Ellen Brandenburg had a greater understanding of their death. Depth, D-E-P-T-H. Number one, reverence and respect for human nature is at the core of Unitarian Universalist faith. We believe that all the dimensions of our being carry the potential to do good. That's how I feel. Number two, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations points us toward the larger community. It gets, a, it gets a collective responsibility. It reminds us that treating people as human beings is not simply something we do one-on-one, but something that has systemic implications and can inform our entire cultural way of being. That's me. Number three, spiritual growth isn't about a vertical ascent to heaven, but about growth in every dimension at once. It's spirituality in 3D. That's who I am. Number four, as responsible religious seekers, we recognize that we are privileged to be free, to have resources to pursue life beyond mere survival, to continually search for truth and meaning, to exist beyond bonds of dogma and oppression, to wrestle freely with the truth and meaning as they evolve. That's who I am. Number five, in our religious lives, the democratic process requires trust and development of each individual conscious, a belief that such development is possible for each of us as well as a commitment to cultivate our own conscious. That's me. Number six, I want us to believe and to live as if we believe that a world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all is possible. That's me. Number seven, our seventh principle may be our Unitarian versus way of coming to fully embrace something greater than ourselves. Nature's Bennett Webb expresses the spirit of life, the ground of all being, the oneness of all existence in the community forming power in the process of life, the creative force, even God, can help us develop that social understanding of ourselves that we and our culture so desperately need to a source of meaning to which we can dedicate our lives. That's me. The official statement of Unitarian Universalist principles also describes the sources in which current practices are based. 
direct experience of that transcending mystery and wonder affirmed in all cultures which moves us to a renewal of the spirit and openness to the forces which create and uphold life that's me words and deeds of prophetic humans which challenge us to confront powers and structures of evil with justice compassion the transforming power of love that's me wisdom from the world's religions which inspires us in our ethical and spiritual life that's me Jewish and Christian teachings, which calls us to respond to God's love by loving our neighbors as ourselves, that's me. Humanist teachings, which counsel us to heed the guidance of reason and the results of science and warn us against ideologies of the mind and spirit, that's me. Spiritual teachings of earth-centered traditions, which celebrate the sacred circle of life and instruct us to live in harmony with the rhythms of nature, that's me. The key, pr- the key concepts in the Unitarian Universalist principles are worth and dignity, equity and compassion, acceptance of one another, search for truth, the democratic process, peace, liberty, and justice for all respect. The key concepts in a humanist code of ethics compiled by Human Association Northern Ireland are think for yourself, respect truth and reason, respect life, be open and honest, be loving and kind, help the weak and the needy. Those are all me. I'm living with joy and love. We espouse an embodied humanism that celebrates the joy of lived experience and the importance of love and human relationships. Learning to live an ethical humanist life is both a moral and biological imperative. Check when it comes to me. That's me. Free and responsible thought. We serve as the principal stewards of the humanist heritage at the core of Unitarian Universalism, affirming our commitment to the values flowing from its rich history of free and responsible thought. We actively foster support in publicly local, I'm sorry, we actively foster support and publicize local, secular, humanist communities and enthusiastically encourage Unitarian Universalists everywhere to support their efforts. We are naturalists. We support evidential facts, not the cult type of blind faith, etc., we are committed to pursuing fact-based initiatives that will help sustain the planet, our environment, and humanity itself for the greatest number of future generations. That's me. The, the Unitarian Universalism Humanism on Common Ground. The following description of the UU Humanist Association illustrates that Unitarian Universalism and Humanism are on common ground. The UU Humanist Association. The UU Humanist Association was founded in 1962 by Edward, Edwin H. Wilson. Lester Mondale, Mondale and others to advance humanism within Unitarian Universalism and to promote humanism in general. Originally it was called the Fellowship of Religious Humanists, then the Friends of Religious Humanism, and until recently the, the, hum, the HUU Humanists to Humanists, UUs were instrumental in writing all three of the humanist manifestos and they found the American Humanist Association. I'm just overjoyed and celebratory right now. The primary intent of the association is to promote and extend the use of rational inquiry um, for people who want to be without supernatural considerations and compassionate action in all human interactions. For 50 years, the UU Humanists and its precursor organizations have celebrated the Humanist Manifesto's vision of religious tradition through scholarship, teaching, advocacy, advocacy both within and apart from Unitarian Universalism. 
The UU Human Association is a member of the Secular Coalition for America, whose purpose is to amplify the diverse and growing voice of the non-theistic community in the political and civic life of the United States. It also is a member of the International Humanist and Ethical Union, which represents the global humanist movement. Wow, I'm just euphoric about being around other extraordinary people. I don't have to be only extraordinary people in social settings like every time like I used to. So the following illustrations of the core values and aspirations and major initiatives of the EU Humanist Association. The mission statement of the association includes these two goals. One, to promote a broad acceptance of humanism in our society, particularly throughout the Unitarian Universalist Association. This congregation is two, to provide an active interface between Unitarian Universalists and the secular community. Local groups, many of which are associated with the AHA, are an important part of this mission. I'm just so proud to be Unitarian Universalist. I get to be around other unconventional and non-traditional people, and that is just supremely exciting to me. It says, major initiatives, embodied humanism, are... Um, I'll say this. I'll say... Okay, major initiatives, I'll go for it. Embodied Humanism, our widely praised book smuggling project and smuggling project, the two use in it, at the 2012 General Assembly of the UUA, was the beginning of a concerted effort to make sure we actively live out our humanist values of reason and compassion, not just talk about them. I praise that. Humanist Education. We continue to work with the Humanist Institute and the Institute for Humanist Studies to provide opportunities for emerging secular and religious humanist leaders to build their skills and deepen their knowledge, ba- knowledge base. Fantastic. Becoming a primary bridge between secular slash non-theistic communities and unitarian universalism. This initiative could provide an unprecedented opportunity for us to truly fulfill our dual, dual mission of being the voice of reason and compassion for people who are without supernatural assumptions in unitarian universalism while also serving as an advocate for Unitarian Universalism and the free-thinking community at large. Here are two actions we are taking to make this happen. Number one, helping to establish and slash or strengthen local humanist and free-thinker groups in close cooperation with secular and humanist organizations and encouraging UUs across the country to join them. Number two, mobilizing UU individuals, institutions, and congregations to actively support the activities of our partner organizations, especially the Secular Coalition for American and member organizations. These are all top-notch news to me. In general, we're focusing our activities on our role as, as a bridge between Unitarian Universalism and secular slash non-theistic communities. Non-theist communities. Like our forebears, we Unitarian Universalist humanists have a special role to play with 
free-thinking people of today, especially young people, young non-theists of today deserve the same opportunity that was given to all of us, the opportunity to find a home in the beloved community where their life stance will be not only welcomed, but also celebrated and shared. This is what I call heaven on earth to me. Wow. Um, I am a free-thinking person. I mean a universalist humanist, and I am a young... Not, I'm a young, not religious person myself. The statements above are not the only ones which illustrate the common ground on which both universalism and humanism stand. Below are excerpts from five additional expressions of our common focus and common values. The humanist in me by Reverend Bruce Clear, also a Unitarian Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. Humanism is not a particularly complicated idea. It is not a set of beliefs so much as it is a set of commitments. It means holding concern for this worldly matters rather than otherworldly matters and being committed to that which improves the human condition in this world. Let me offer one more description of the humanist view. One of the better summaries I found in, is, an, is, an, is an unsigned pamphlet that was used by the Human Association I belonged to for many years in Portland, Oregon. It said this, Humanism is not dogmatic and open-ended. Humanism is non-dogmatic and open-ended. It is the belief that human beings are the source of meaning, meaning and values. It is a scientific search, self-correcting and open to change with new knowledge and new insights. Humanism is deeply concerned with ethics and values, but rather than telling people what they should or should not do, it assists their search for values and attempts to help them achieve their full positive potential as human beings. Humanists see humanity as having the capacity for continued growth and development, and they accept responsibility for encouraging that growth. On the surface, this sounds like Unitarianism, does it not? Well, it should, because Unitarians and humanists do, of course, have a great deal in common. It is not just a surface similarity. As a matter of fact, humanism as an organized movement in the United States began with the Unitarian churches. Is there a difference between Unitarianism and humanism? Humanism as a movement I have tried to show is deeply rooted in Unitarianism. It is also fair to say that Unitarianism as an organized movement is historically rooted in the long-standing humanist traditions of the Enlightenment. As compatible and related as they are, though, I believe there are subtle differences in emphasis that ought to be recognized. The subtle difference in emphasis I see, though, is that in Unitarianism, the value of freedom takes precedence in, human, in humanism, the value of reason takes precedence. This does not mean at all that Unitarians reject reason or that humanists reject freedom, rather, as I say, it is merely and subtly a difference of emphasis. Both approaches are highly compatible. So, yes, I think we should take pre- precedence is the value of freedom alongside the value of reason. I put them together. But everything I just read to you um, is makes me feel... It makes me it makes me feel beautiful, lovely, attractive, appealing, uh, delightful, charming, graceful, splendid, and brilliant. And it says the history and philosophy of humanism is from the universalism. 
From an address by Stephen D. Schaefer's mentioning Unitarian versus Congregation of Butler, Butler County, Oxford, Ohio, September 1995, Dr. Schaefersman is a geologist and current president of Texas Citizens for Science, an advocacy group that opposes teaching creationism and science in public schools. I think that is so. Um, I think that is so majestic. Dr. Schaefersman begins his address with this good and widely acceptable definition of humanism. Humanism is the naturalistic philosophy or way of life centered on human concerns and values that asserts the dignity and worth of humans and their capacity for self-actualization through the use of reason and scientific inquiry. He also notes. Or if that's his preferred definition, that his preferred definition is this. Humanism is a philosophy, worldview, or life stance based on naturalism, the conviction that the universal nature is all that exists or is real. Humanism serves for many humanists some of the psychological and social functions of religion, but without belief in deities, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and supernatural. Humanists seek to understand the universe by using science and its methods of critical inquiry, logical reasoning, empirical evidence, and skeptical evaluation of conjectures and conclusions to obtain reliable knowledge. Humanists affirm that humans have the freedom and obligation to give meaning, value, and purpose to their lives by their own independent thought, free inquiry, and responsible creative activity. Humanists stand for the building of a more humane, just, compassionate, and democratic society using a realistic ethics based on human reason, experience, and reliable knowledge and ethics that judges the consequences of human actions by the well-being of all life on earth. I think those are all awe-inspiring, exquisite, radiant, dazzling, resplendent, grand, rosy, blooming, admirable, and adorable. I have a young non-theistic side of me. And like I said, I do have a side of me that is without belief in deities, transcendental entities, miracles, life after death, and supernatural. And there is a side of me that does use science and its methods of critical inquiry. There is a side of me that is using science and its methods of critical inquiry. There is a side of me that loves logical reasoning, empirical evidence, and skeptical evaluation of conjectures and conclusions to obtain reliable knowledge. Um... He also wrote that humanism is therefore concerned largely with two issues. First, the rejection of all forms of theism, supernaturalism, and their associated miracles, superstitions, dogmas, authoritarian beliefs, and wishful and hopeful thinking. And second, the resulting necessity of creating or finding values, meanings, and ethical beliefs in a completely naturalistic universe by the sole use of human reason and individual inquiry. I have all those sides to me, too, by the way. He then addresses both issues and examines humanism's Relation to universalism. Among his many observations is this. Theistic religions provide a ready-made theistic philosophy or theology to answer these questions, one that is burdened with authoritarianism and supernaturalism. Liberal religions, on the other hand, such as UUA, allow members to develop their own moral moral philosophies and provide the opportunity to do so with like-minded individuals. For the guests present, the word liberal and liberal religion is used in the sense of liberty. UUs are at liberty to think for themselves about all aspects of ethical inquiry. The EU motto is deed, not creed. Humanists agree completely with this point of view. EU congregations have members within with a diversity of theologies and philosophies, including theism, deism, pantheism, paganism, atheism, and humanism. All are engaged in a common search for meaning and values without the requirement to believe or accept any specific doctrine or creed. For this reason, the philosophy of humanism has long found a home within uh, Unitarian Universalism. Also, with I want to add these things that weren't said in there. Within Unitarian Universalism, you do have Muslims there. You have Earth-centered people. 
um, and agnostics who also occupy the home. How do I feel about everything I just read to you? I think it's all excellent, impressive, uh, handsome, beauteous, statuesque, well-favored, bewitching, personable, alluring, and fascinating and enticing, too, because they're expressing more of who I am, what I am. It says, um... A final word, let the seven principles of Unitarian Universalism and the corresponding principles of humanism continue to be the ground on which we walk and work together. Again, let the seven principles of Unitarian Universalism and the corresponding principles of humanism continue to be the ground on which we walk and work together. As you note in the brochure, are you Unitarian Universalist? You may also be a humanist. As this paper indicates, many people are, we can both be Unitarian Universalists and a humanist when we stand together on the same side in support of our shared common values. We're more than first cousins, we're siblings. And I strongly agree with everything I just read about that. Um, now, so you used to care about science, philosophy, history, politics, environmentalism, separation of church and state, and so on. It says, coming out as a humanist. An online post by Reverend Dr. Neil Jones in the University of Congregation of Columbia, South Carolina. And, uh, this is, what he, this is what Neil said. I'm a humanist. That's not something I would share with others, especially here in South Carolina. The first question people generally ask upon meeting you is, so where do you go to church? Where people regularly talk about God as their co-pilot, Jesus as their fishing buddy, where prayer is considered a viable solution to every problem from ending drought to finding a parking place. Publicly admitting that you are a humanist or an atheist, agnostic, skeptic, freethinker, or any other variety of non-believer anywhere in America is about as risky as burning a flag in the American Legion Hall. Where I live, being a non-believer can get you denied a promotion and fired from your job and get you disowned by your family. Um, judges will side in court cases against you in terms of parental custody battles and deserted by your friends. It can get your house or car vandalized and can get you physically harmed in certain places, even killed, too, hate crimes. Prejudice against non-believers may be the last socially acceptable bigotry. So it may seem strange that I strongly advocate that we humanists come out of the closet. That's exactly what I think we should do. As we well know, the phrase come out of the closet is a hurtful phrase to some people in the LGBTQ plus community, but that phrase was first used by LGBTQ plus people, and I think it is relevant for us humans as well. Because being a non-believer, like being gay or being transgender, carries a stigma. Even the symbol for atheism is a scarlet A. People assume that if you are a non-believer, you have no morals, meaning, or joy in your life. And the way to dispel that myth is to show people that they are dead wrong. We have learned from our LGBTQ plus siblings that the way to melt the fear, ignorance, and hatred in our society is to come out and show others that LGBTQ plus people are people too. Society also needs to see that humanists don't have horns and tails. When I was growing up, we were not even talking about homosexuality and transgenderism. 
Now LGBTQ plus people are getting married, even in South Carolina. In all this regard, Ellen DeGeneres is our best friend. Even had um, Walmart transgender people fighting for gender-affirming care and to participate in women's sports and to own more entities because of entrepreneurship, too. The remarkable pl- pace of change in attitudes for LGBTQ plus persons in our, in our lifetime not, would not have happened unless one by one they started coming out of the closet to their siblings, mothers and fathers, or parents, friends and neighbors, bosses and coworkers. Humans need to do the same. Coming out of a coming out as a humanist is really about the courage and peace of taking the risk to be yourself, and that's really the goal. Only life worth living. I think like all of the shows that were refined that that we are Noteworthy that we are of companionship, we are of goodwill, we are of kinship, we are of accommodation, we are of friendship, we are of peace, we are of affinity, and we are of closeness. That's how that makes me feel. And this is, um, The Faith of a Humanist, from pamphlet by Sarah Olberg, Minister of the Nord Church Unitarian Universalist in Hanska, Minnesota, and Unitarian Universalist Fellowship in Mankato. During the years of my former education, I particularly valued that humanism honors reason, encourages integrity. I liked that it would, that invited me to think for myself, to explore challenge and doubt, to approach the important questions of life with an openness to new ideas and different perspectives, and then to test these ideas against reality. Go to new knowledge through my own active mind and believe according to the evidence. I I dare say no according to the evidence. K-N-O-W. Because once you know, belief has got to go. Mm. Humanism provided me with the quote-unquote tools I used to pursue the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Invite me to ask about each idea. Is it reasonable and responsible to, to believe this? To even feel like I think I know this? is what I add to. Does it make sense in terms of what is known about the world and universe? This does not suggest that we do not also learn and gain insights from intuition, hunches, flashes of inspiration, even emotion or unexplainable experiences we do. But when making important decisions that will affect ourselves and others, it behooves us to test our perceptions against reality. This testing led me to realize that we're all connected to the world, the cosmos and everything therein. I discovered that humanism teaches that our well-being and our very existence depend upon the web of life in ways we are only beginning to understand, that our place in nature has to be in harmony with it. Humanism leads me to find a sense of wider relatedness with all the world and its peoples and animals, I add, and it calls me to work for a sound environment and a humane civilization. Because everything is interconnected, I cannot be concerned with my own life and the future of humanity without also being concerned about the future of the planet. A humanist religion also prompts me to consider the moral principles by which I should live. Humanist ethics based on love and compassion for humankind, I say animal kind too, 
and for nature place responsibility on humanity for shaping the destiny and future direction of the world. I am called to find my better self and to try to become the best person I can be. Humanism also makes me aware of the existence of moral dilemmas and the need to be very careful and intentional in my moral decision making. For every decision and action has a consequence now and for the future. I'm compelled by my own analysis of the world situation to become involved in service for the greater good of humanity, recognizing that things are changing so quickly that an open-ended open approach to solving social problems is needed. There's some of the things I have learned since kindergarten and some of the reasons I'm proud and happy to be a Unitarian Universalist humanist. It is a religious perspective for those who are in love with life and that I, enjoy, I embrace joyously. How does all that make me feel? Um... It affects me well. It moves me well. It touches me well. It melts me well. It influences me well. It wakens me well. It stirs me well. Stimulates me well. It overwhelms me well. I'm devoured by it well. I'm impressed by it. I'm excited about it. About it. I'm compassionate and tender about it. That's what I think. So I want you to know that I'm a Unitarian Universalist Humanist. And I must admit, you do have far-right cults, as big as cults in church, some churches, some pastors. Very little churches have far, I mean, in communist countries, far-right, far-left, um, house of worship can and do happen, but most of the extreme, um, extremists in these, in churches around the world are members of the far right. So people know how I feel about religion. The physical, the literal physical return of Jesus. My child self believes that. My adult self is skeptical. The literal physical resurrection of Jesus. My child self believes that. My adult self is skeptical. The virgin birth of Jesus. My child self believes that, but the adult me is skeptical. The doctrine of original sin. My child self believes that, but my adult self is skeptical. The belief in both literal heaven and literal hell is what we describe. Um, my child self believes that my adult self is skeptical. The concept of purgatory. Well, my child me loves the idea of purgatory, but my adult self is skeptical. The doctrine of Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. My child self believes that, but... My adult self is skeptical. Higher view of scripture being authoritative word of God, a belief in the authority of the Bible is God's revelation to humanity. Bible prophecy and Bible narratives are often affirmed. 
Some may take it further and believe in biblical literalism, while others may hold views of biblical infallibility. This often includes understanding that the Bible and its original manuscripts are the final authority in all matters on what it speaks on or are, or are matters of faith and religion, and that the Bible is completely divine. All these beliefs my, are of my, of, my, of my child self, but all these beliefs are highly skeptical and pertaining to my adult self. The resurrection of Jesus is seen as the most important actual event in the history of the world. My child self believes me, my adult self is skeptical. Placing a central focus on Jesus' redeeming miracle on the cross is the only means for salvation and forgiveness of sins. My child self believes that my adult self is skeptical. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 14, verse 6. My child self believes that my adult self is skeptical. child self believes in Bible prophecy. My adult self is skeptical. My child self believes in biblical inerrancy. And my adult self is skeptical. My child self believes in biblical literalism. My adult self is skeptical. My child self believes in biblical infallibility. My child, my, my, that's what my child self believes and my adult self is skeptical. I understand that the Bible and the original manuscripts is the final authority on matters on which it speaks or on matters of faith and religion, including Sola Scriptura. My child self believes in all those things. My adult self is skeptical about all those things. Um, a belief in authority of the Bible is God's revelation of humanity. My child self believes that my adult self is skeptical. Higher view of scripture being authoritative word of God. My child self believes that my adult self is skeptical. The teachings of Jesus, the parables of Jesus, and the ministry of Jesus, including all the miracles, all the life after death, all the supernaturalism, all the otherworldliness, all the spiritual beings, all the Christ figures, and all the transcendental entities, and all the deities. When it comes to Christianity, my child self believes in all those things. My adult self is skeptical about all those things. My child self is a Christian because I practice Christianity. My adult self is very skeptical on those things. So, 
selesai Saying closing My adult self and my child self One being Christian, the other being A person who says love is my religion We are not arch nemesis to each other, but we are inextricably of oneness to one another. My child self believes in prayer, church attendance, church ministerial participation and signs and wonders, breakthroughs. And blessings while my adult self is skeptical about all the above. Lastly, my child self believes in listening and playing and jamming to and singing and reciting the lyrics of gospel music, preaching all the spiritual gifts and all the preaching styles and televangelism. Sunday school attend Sunday school participation attendance, Bible study participation and attendance in attendance but my adult self is skeptical about all these things and I'm fully okay with that my child self loves Holy Communion Performing exorcisms, speaking in tongues, praise dancing, doing cartwheels and backflips in the sanctuary, running around, and egging on good preachers, good preaching, and testimonials and testifying, and Being a part of hospitality ministry and doing child evangelism. But um, my adult self is skeptical about doing all those things. And uh, my child self is into all things Christianity. My adult self is skeptical about that too. So. Thank you for acknowledging that for me the biggest scenario I had about religion was um, that 
if I can help it. I think that religion, for me, I, I was a spiritual, I, was a, I engaged in spiritualized humanism as a child. That was what the biggest thing I faced in religion was being a spiritualized humanism. Basically, I saw all faiths as path to God and take the good out of all faiths and attribute them to God. So I felt like I was a member of all religious faiths. My adult self is skeptical of these things, even though my child self is, a, is into Mahatma Gandhi's version of spiritualized humanism. And um, my concluding statement is that um, if I, if they will ask me if I believe in God, I'll say. In a deity that has universality on human rights and animal rights, that's the only deities worth knowing. And if I had to believe, those are the only deities worth believing in. But other than that, I am non-theistic towards any deities, any Christ figures that reject the universality of human rights and animal rights. That's the center of how life should be lived and not lived. Always and forever.